0: Welcome to another episode of the Bible Toolbox. I'm Lydia.
1: And I'm Luke. And we're here to help you enjoy the Bible through the tools that scholars and programmers have created for you.
0: And what tool do we have today?
1: Today, we're going to talk about commentaries.
0: Commentaries.
1: Commentaries. So commentaries are commentaries. You know, they they make <laughs> <Thank> comments. You. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, you have the Bible, and then commentaries make comments on... text explaining it interpreting it for you
0: okay so i have a study bible here that we've been talking Mm -hmm. we've already talked about study bibles Yeah, and we have a commentary here yes what is the difference between a study bible and a commentary
1: so a study bible is shorter so it, it contains the biblical text and that's the main focus okay and then there's small comments usually like a sentence or two maybe on a verse Okay. Okay. Where a commentary is yeah, it's very big. much more big like this is almost twice as big as the study bible and it's only over acts romans and first corinthians. Okay. That's it. So this
0: whole this whole book this whole book is on a book that's on what 15 16 chapters and 20 chapters yeah. and yeah. So there's lots And of so lots. it goes
1: through right. every verse um often the the scholar does their own translation and they explain it. Oh, um wow. yeah, there's different features of different commentaries, but just think study Bible like times ten, right? And
0: it's normally like one book is over one book of the Bible, normally. It depends. Okay.
1: So like this one has three books in it.
0: Is it are all of them written by the same scholar?
1: Uh not in this one. No. Okay. A different scholar for each one. Okay. Uh there are some some commentaries that are whole Bible commentaries. Mm-hmm. Um there are many that are just single book ones.
0: Which makes sense like scholars dedicate so much of their study to like I'm a scholar of Romans so it would yeah. make sense that I would write a commentary on Romans. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So first question is why why even use this commentary? Yeah, why are they important? Why yeah. are they helpful? So just imagine imagine you can go back in time and okay. let's say let's say even, you know, before the 300s when okay. Christianity is still trying to make its way in the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And let's say you can find a Christian during that time. And this is during one of the worst waves of persecution. Okay. And you can go and find a Christian during that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's say this Christian um, learned Hebrew from Jewish rabbis of that time, like 250-ish. Okay. okay. AD. And uh, let's say this, this Christian was really meticulous and really wanted to figure it out. And he, you know, lined up column by column the Hebrew and the Greek and all the translations of his day and was really careful to figure out um, what the correct text was and figuring out the interpretation and so on. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if, you know, you could talk to that person, see their interpretation of the Bible and how that spurs them on to... Faith and encouragement during a time of like intense political stress. Yeah. Well, that Christian exists. Oh yeah? Origin of Alexandria. Um Okay. And yeah, he's one of the first Christians who learned Hebrew and um one of our first commentary commenters on the Bible.
0: And his commentary selected. And exists? you can
1: find his commentaries, yes. Really? Yep. A lot of them aren't translated. But ah. that's kind of <laughs> like the, the several are all, though. Many are. Okay. Uh, But that's kind of like, it's not taking the place of the Bible, but it's like good to Mm -hmm. hear out these people. we have commentaries all throughout Christian history from scholars like Origen to the present day who have devoted their lives to preserving the Bible for us, interpreting, helping us understand what God has given to us. Great. Yeah.
0: Let's see. How do we find these commentaries? (laughs) And oh, can't wait to hear more. So we're
1: going to talk. Just about all these commentaries. Okay. So first one, which commentaries?
0: There's lots of them. There
1: are thousands, thousands, millions probably of commentaries out there. On some
0: of the same books, a lot. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And many of them are not any good. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) So some principles for finding a good commentary. Okay. Uh, These are just to keep in mind. And not every commentary will, there will be some good commentaries that don't necessarily hit every principle or, you know, like, so these are just generic principles that I think are helpful for as you're looking at a commentary or a speaker or a writer or whoever, um, to keep in mind. Okay. Okay.
0: What are these four principles to think about?
1: So the first one is accountable. So this is like all, all research, you know, has the stamp of peer reviewed. Right. Okay. And that's just, this is something that's been looked over by experts in the field. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to write Let's say I'm going to write an article on, I don't know, like bats in North America. I know nothing (laughs) about bats in North America, but my uh, professor at my community college that I went to was an expert in bats. Like, (laughs) if I was going to go and try to figure out about bats, I would go to him. Right. Mm -hmm. I would get, I would check my source with somebody in that field who can check my work. Yeah.
0: Allowing yourself to say anything, it has to actually be, like, helpful and true. Yeah. And you go to people who have known it more than you to see if it's helpful and true.
1: Right. Okay. Yep. And the second one is exhaustive. What I mean by that is they're not leaving out details.
0: I'm like, to okay? sway you by not telling yeah. you things? Right. Okay.
1: So they're giving you everything that you need to know and presenting it straightforwardly. Okay. Okay. Best they can. Everyone's going to be selective to some extent, but sure. and the third one is it should be by an expert if at all possible. That's not mm-hmm. always possible, but um, somebody who has spent considerable time uh, in the languages, in history, in whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? The
0: expert of Romans should be writing a commentary on
1: Romans. Yeah, yep. Ideally, and the fourth one. This is the one that especially is is hard to. Uh, do sometimes because you know we're current right but time tested um so if there is a commentary that has lasted hundreds thousands of years or so on and is still useful today Mm -hmm. there's probably an like there's truth there that's that's it's proven itself out in Mm -hmm. time that we should consider and hear it today
0: yeah i mean if it's lasted for that long it might it should probably be good
1: yeah so we'll go over well okay So now some commentaries we're going to go over here that I think hit all four of these or are good representatives of good commentaries. Okay, awesome. So there are different types of commentaries. The first one we're going to look at is non-technical. Okay, so we have technical commentaries and non-technical commentaries. Okay, Okay? what do
0: you mean by technical?
1: Technical, yes. Uh, I mean something like in order to read this book, you have to kind of be an expert in Greek and Hebrew, or you have to For know- For the technical ones. For the technical ones.
0: So these are more lay people ones.
1: Yes. These are non-technical, so you can read these and not know Greek and Hebrew, not know Greco-Roman history backgrounds. Or... Okay. Right. So this
0: would be a good place to start.
1: These are good commentaries to start with. Okay. Yep. And so in the commentary world, there are what are called commentary series. Okay. And these are, it's, they all, they all look the same. So they all have the same cover here. So, these are the Tyndale commentaries and these are the New International commentaries. And they all kind of look the same like this. They're all edited by the same publisher or whatever. So,
0: they're cohesive.
1: Yeah. They all kind of have the same format. Okay. And there's kind of the same expectation for the kind of content that they cover. Okay. Okay. And so, these two commentary series here, the Tyndale commentaries and the New International commentaries, are meant for non technical. Um, mm-hmm. more so Tyndale house, uh, the new international are what are called more mid level. They're kind of a okay. bridging in between. So these are good for pastors or somebody who's a reader or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually like the Greek and Hebrew notes are in the footnotes, okay. but like you can follow the, the comments in the the text, the normal text.
0: So do these series include every book of the Bible?
1: Yes. Old yep. and new? Old and new.
0: Okay. Yep. So every commentary is written by a different expert, but they're all edited and put together. Yes. and compiled by mm-hmm. one or And there's generally
1: like either. a an editorial board. Sure. And then as those scholars like die or, or it takes a
0: long time, yeah, I'm sure to compile it does, all of this.
1: that new people are voted on or mm-hmm. whatever who take over the series. Okay. And so like these series are um consistently updated. Oh. Okay. So as a commentary gets out of date, like kind of like we talked about the Dead Sea Scrolls, mm-hmm. right, So now in the Old Testament, there's gonna be new information that you have to include yep. with the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff, and so those Old Testament commentaries have to be updated, hmm. and so new scholars then will write a new commentary on whatever books and so on,
0: nice, so Tyndale commentary series is good for like beginner beginners
1: beginners they're real short too, oh nice, they're probably like a hundred pages. Or per so. book of per Bible? Book. Yeah, maybe. Maybe okay. 100, 200 pages.
0: And then if you're a little more advanced, like to read, get into things, get into the nitty-gritty, um, New International Commentary yep. is for you.
1: Yep. And so I pictured here the New Testament, Tyndale New Testament Commentary, New International Commentary on the New Testament, but there's also an Old Testament okay. series of it as well. Yes. Or like part of it. Yep. Yep. And so then there's technical ones, which... If you're a reader, you can follow them or a pastor or something, uh, but these will will generally be pretty hard and okay. have a lot of excessive information that most people just don't care about. Okay. But this is the idea of like, of origin, right? Sitting down mm-hmm. and lining them all up, just leaving no stone unturned. Right.
0: Someone needs to be thorough.
1: Someone needs to be thorough. Yeah. Yes. And so these, these works are, are very, very thorough. Uh, and so there's tons of technical commentaries out there, but two of my favorite are the word biblical commentary and Um, the anchor bible and so another another distinction we've talked about non-technical and technical Mm -hmm. another one that you're going to see especially in the technical uh commentaries is a division between evangelical and non-evangelical okay and what that what that generally means is something like um the okay so the word biblical commentary is broadly evangelical which means all of the authors of these volumes Mm-hmm. Will trust the authority of the Bible to some extent. Okay. And they'll they'll be in line with like mainstream uh traditional Christianity. Okay. So believing in the Trinity, the incarnation, the resurrection, and so on.
0: But I'm assuming the non-evangelical ones are not held to that assumption.
1: Right. They're not held to that assumption. That doesn't mean that there aren't evangelicals who write commentaries in the series. Sure. So some of them are evangelical,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but not all of them.
0: Okay.
1: And it there's there's a spectrum here. So it's Mm -hmm. not like they're all diehard atheists who want to destroy the Bible. There's a lot of like good hearted. Actually, I mean, they're all like good hearted. They're trying (laughs) to understand the text. Okay. How Um, do you
0: know if a commentary is evangelical or not? Does it like flat out say it?
1: I'll show you some websites later that will tell you about series and their features. Awesome.
0: Okay. So So these are two non-technical. And in the technical, we've got evangelical and not evangelical. Yes. Okay. Awesome.
1: Yep. And these are so these are four of my favorites. The the Tyndale, the New International, Um, Word Biblical, and the Anchor Bible. And I think you'll find if you look on websites and go talk to scholars and stuff, these are four commentaries that will hit the top often. Okay.
0: okay. Sounds good.
1: Okay. And so after those are the main ones. Those are current commentaries. Those are some of the Um, things that we distinguish between them, okay? Okay? And so what about the online commentaries, right? So Mm -hmm. there are many online commentaries and there are many bad online commentaries. Three
0: online commentaries, I'm assuming.
1: And so there are are some that are good. And actually a lot of commentaries online uh, are fine for most people. You Mm -hmm. know, like if you just come across a weird passage and you're like, what in the world does this mean? Mm -hmm. Google it real quick, get an answer And move on, right? Okay. Um. So I'm I'm not saying like never look online for anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Never trust online. But you just have to be more careful, and just hold to those four principles, right? Thinking through: Is there accountability? Is this person know what they're talking about, or are they just Mm -hmm. blogging, or you know, whatever it is? Um. So, but three commentaries that I think are good, reliable, that are online and free, free. Okay. Uh, time tested, especially are um john chrysostom okay so he was a not
0: this first guy the 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 first one
1: here so he was from antioch so it's hard to so he's like in in the east a preacher um monk nice and (laughs) so he preached through the new testament so his his uh name means golden mouth chrysostom And so he was known for being a great preacher. Great
0: preaching. Okay. Okay.
1: And so he preached through most of the New Testament and quite a bit of the Old Testament. And we still have his sermons for free Mm -hmm. online that you can find just anywhere. If you just Google, you can find him. So his
0: commentary is like a compilation of his sermons. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is Matthew Henry.
0: He has some great hair. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So he has a commentary in the whole Bible. Many people use it. It's okay. pretty lay-level, non-technical. Mm-hmm. I've heard so of Matthew Henry before. Yeah. Pretty standard, a good place to go to if you just need to find something quick. Okay. Um, and then another one is John Calvin, which, you know, if, if you're not a Calvinist or whatever, that can that can sound scary, but um Jacob Arminius himself says who's that? Uh He's an Arminian. So like Oh, Arminians
0: it, versus Calvinists. It's yeah, like the, yeah. big, the, big, okay. the big thing. So the guy of the Arminians versus the guy of the Calvinists. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so here's what Arminius says about Calvin's commentaries. He says, but after re- after the reading of scripture, which I vehemently inculcate more than anything else, which the entire academy can testify, and of which my colleagues are conscious, I encourage the reading of the commentaries of Calvin. Whoa which I extol with the greatest praise, for I say that he is incomparable in the interpretation of scripture, and his comments are better than anything which the fathers give us. Okay, so this just shows you, does Arminius agree with Calvin? Probably not. Probably not, (laughs) right? But you can still note a good commentary,
0: Mm. even
1: if you disagree with it. Sure. You know what I mean? So, Calvin was was a scholar. He knew Greek and Hebrew, and he was very thorough, and mm-hmm. so on. Like he he matches those four principles. Okay? okay, so you can read him, gain good information, and disagree with him. Sure, right. Um, but those are three. Those are three good commentaries online that you can go to, that are free, and so on by Christians throughout history mm-hmm. who are uh, generally generally reliable, even if you don't disagree with them. Okay, um, yeah. Even like Chrysostom had some weird, I mean, as a monk, he, he basically, he destroyed his health through fasting. Oof. You know, it's like, I agree <laughs> with fasting, but not he went, a, he went a little overboard.
0: So how do you find these commentaries online? You just like Google it?
1: Um, so three places that I think are good. The Christian Classics Ethereal Library,
0: okay.
1: ccel.org. We'll put links to all these In the show notes.
0: Yeah. And also, if you click, if you're watching the video and you go to our slideshow, which will be linked on our website as well, you can click any of the underlined headings and it will take you right to the website. So
1: So this CCEL, you can find tons of historical uh, ancient works and so on. So it's easy to navigate website. You can find lots of stuff there.
0: Is this just commentaries that you'll find on here?
1: No, 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 no. Like very broad range of Christian books and, and they're and so all on. free online they're all free oh wow Okay. Yeah. um another one is studylight.org uh this also has tons of different tools and stuff but i mainly go there for for the commentaries
0: oh so you can get to just a section that will only show you commentaries yeah okay
1: and they have tons of they have calvin's they have yeah matthew henry and yeah tons of them there okay. um an- another one for really ancient is the patristic bible commentary so this will get you uh augustine jerome Chrysostom, uh tons of patristic uh you can just click on a book go to a chapter and it'll list kind of the places where we have uh in english free online uh commentaries on on that chapter
0: okay so this is like very 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 old commentaries
1: Mm -hmm. generally yeah very old so those are places where you can find these free online Mm -hmm. commentaries that are generally reliable
0: okay awesome
1: okay so you asked about how do we find out what series and stuff and what if yeah the i'm looking at a commentary that wasn't what i recommended here you know Mm -hmm. how do i find out about commentaries so there are guides online
0: because there's so many commentaries. These there's are so, just, like, so many commentaries. Helpful tips and how to know which one you're using and when to go to one or mm-hmm. if they're evangelical or not or those yeah. kinds of things. Yep. Okay.
1: And there's even books. There are book guides to commentaries as well. Okay. Um, but I'm going to point out two online guides. So the first one is best Bible commentaries. Great website. Uh, so what it does is you can click on any book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So here I clicked on Matthew and it will rank them just based off of different feedback and commentaries and whatever that they've uh given. And they'll give you a list of what they think are kind of the best commentaries. And so here it says number one is Matthew in the expositor's Bible commentary. So expositor's Bible is the series. Okay. Okay. By DA Carson. And then down below it gives you a summary uh okay. of it and it even tells you kind of who DA Carson is and what perspective he's coming from and stuff like
0: okay, that. Okay. So it just like ranks like here are the top 10 commentaries on the book of Matthew.
1: It's more more, it's like 20 or 30. Okay. It goes through a lot of commentaries and gives you a little blurb about what to expect.
0: Okay. And it tells commentary. you like kind of the level of it as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, so like here it says, uh, Oh, it says read. Carson's Matthew volume in the expositors Bible commentary series is the most well-reviewed commentary on the gospel. It is mid-level okay. commentary. Readers don't need to know Greek to utilize it. Okay. Okay. So you, That is helpful. Yeah. So you know what to expect when you're going in.
0: So best Bible commentaries. Okay. What's the next one?
1: Well, in that same mm. website, they also have a chart of all of the series. So here, this is just a picture of the first couple, but this is an extremely long chart because there's so many commentary series.
0: Like ever or just on Matthew? Ever.
1: Ever. 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 Wow. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> And so you can see here, like it tells you it's based off of the NASB and it's evangelical. Here it's NRSB, United Methodist, and so on. This is meant for lay people, pastors, lay people, pastors, Hmm. pastors, and professors, right? So this is kind of just a helpful chart giving you those main kind of distinguishing things between series.
0: So if you have a commentary you're looking for, it might be best to just control F. And then search for the name because it yeah. will be a very list. Oh, cute, yeah, yeah. No, it's list. a very long
1: list. Yeah. So okay. you can scroll down or, yeah, control F to to find it. To find it.
0: Okay.
1: So that's a really helpful chart if you're looking yeah, at commentaries. That's so helpful. The next website is best commentaries. Very similar titles there. <laughs> uh, but what's helpful with this is there it comes up with this chart here.
0: Is this so just for Matthew, it looks like? This
1: is just for Matthew. Okay. So actually, right above this, it, it gives you, like, the top three. Okay. And gives a little blurb kind of similar
0: mm-hmm.
1: to um, Best Bible. To yeah, Best Bible commentaries. So this one though, it gives you a longer chart that's more compact. And over here on the side, you can actually
0: oh, click pastoral
1: or that's technical nice. or so on and yeah. find commentaries that are within your level or what you're looking for. So
0: nice. Okay.
1: Um yeah. And so you can actually click on the titles and they'll give blurbs and and mm-hmm. so on. So those two websites I think are just a great place to start. Or if you're studying a book of the Bible and mm-hmm. want to go deeper or teaching it or something like that, these are two places to start. If you compare both the lists, you know, if yep. there's overlapping ones, it's probably a good one, yes. right? Both of them put D.A. <laughs> D. Carson's D. Matthew D. at the top,
0: yeah,
1: which means it's probably a good commentary. Even if you disagree with it, it's probably a good commentary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Sure. Okay. So now you... Now know about commentaries. Mm-hmm. And now how you know yeah, how to find them, which commentary to use. Okay. So now, what do you use commentaries for? Okay. okay. So I'm going to give three things. So the first one is commentaries are helpful because they can point out things that you've missed.
0: Because we're not scholars.
1: Because we're not scholars. Uh, we don't see the Greek and Hebrew or whatever. And we can miss details. Or we're just human and we miss <laughs> things. <laughs> Right. And so it helps have somebody who has spent five to 10 years of their life Mm -hmm. or more staring at a verse. Sure. Right. They can tell you a lot about it.
0: Yep.
1: They can tell you what you've missed. Another thing is they can point out what is important. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us as humans to get on rabbit trails. Or little tiny details that don't really matter. Right. And so they can emphasize like what is is necessary to know during this. And a third one is, and this is just, everyone should take note of this. They can confirm an observation. Okay. So let's say you're studying on your own and you have like, you you notice something and it's like, oh, this is a really cool insight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before you run off with that, right. And get super excited, which is great. We love, we're here to help you enjoy the Bible.
0: Yeah.
1: But so many especially devotional books you know will will latch onto like a greek and hebrew meaning or something mm-hmm. and you know will say oh look at this cool insight i found but it's just like completely off base okay. okay and if if all they did was just go to one of these commentaries and read that verse in the commentary and, and verify, and, their, and verify observation. their observation they would have never you know published this really embarrassing thing <laughs> that just is not not true at all okay you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um
0: which goes back to accountable like we are also accountable to reading the bible accurately yeah before we go like broadcast our aha moments
1: yeah and so that's where i think commentaries can be good because we want to be established in the truth Mm -hmm. not just some fancy of our mind or imagination right Mm -hmm. and so that's where i think commentaries could be used a lot more just just a quick Commentaries are laid out so easily that you can go find the verse real quick. You know, just double check mm-hmm. um, what you're saying. Um, and that's only for like extravagant things. Normal, mundane things we of we course. can all read and understand yeah. the Bible generally. Mm-hmm. But okay, okay, all right. Where do we find commentaries? Like, where can you physically find and read them? Okay, because
0: okay? we ha- we found a lot of resources to locate commentaries. Some mm-hmm. of them were all free online, like those patristic ones and yep. that. But then, like I'm assuming, the ones in the lists aren't just free online. Right. Like D. Carson's is not free online, right? So, exactly. where do you find D. A. Carson's commentary on Matthew? Yes, okay.
1: So, one place is Scribed, uh, which is it's a website. I think it's around twelve dollars a month. Okay, and it actually um, has tons of tons of commentary. So you can see here it has a. I just typed in Matthew commentary. You can see the New New International Commentary. You can see D.A. Carson's commentary. Nice. P- pillar is another good set. NIV application, another good series. Okay. So, Scribed I generally contains a lot of um, the most, or yeah, a lot of commentaries that, so are, that like are good.
0: Pay a monthly fee, and then pay a monthly you fee, and you
1: can get tons access of to yep. a Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Another website is. Pro Lego. I don't know how to really pronounce it, but it's very similar to Scribd. I think it's $18 a month.
0: Okay.
1: Um I've yeah. seen it, I've seen it more with like connected with universities and stuff. Hmm. So I don't exactly know the the pros and cons of scribed and prolego. So you can look into it yourself. But again, this has tons of uh, really good commentaries. This is only the first it goes on. The list goes yeah, on here. Sure. But I mean you can see the Baker exegetical. Which is a really good one. You can see uh, the Catholic commentary, uh, which is a good one there too, and so on.
0: Lots of good commentaries. Yep. Okay.
1: Another underutilized resource.
0: Ooh, new one.
1: We're going to change the world right here. <laughs> so, almost every library nowadays, like even my small hometown library, has OverDrive, which is an online uh, ebook service. Okay. Okay, and. Uh, so here I typed in Romans commentary and there's there's no commentaries on Romans that our, uh, that our Bible, sorry, that our library has on ebook. Okay. But you can see in Overdrive, there's all these not owned. And Overdrive has all the word biblical, all the anchor, all the new international commentary. So if you would just go find your neighbor or someone who has a library card at your library. And if you get four or five people who recommend that your library buy it, they're probably going to buy the book,
0: hmm.
1: you know? And so you could, you know, ideally get your library to buy the entire word biblical commentary <laughs> set.
0: And then you'd have it.
1: Yeah. And you can check it out anytime and return it and and so on. And mm-hmm. then you would do a service to your community because now your whole community Can go and read the commentary anytime they want from your personal library. There you go. That would be amazing, wouldn't it?
0: That is a good point too, though. Like, check your library, check the online resources that your library provides, and then, if not, ask your library to maybe buy some of these.
1: Yeah, or even um, library librarians are good at getting resources from other libraries as well. So that's another option if if you're really trying to study something.
0: Yeah, use your resources. Yeah, awesome.
1: So another one is a theological library. So there are seminaries, Bible schools, and so on, and they have to, because of the nature <laughs> of their school, have tons of commentaries and resources. Mm-hmm. And often they will have a reference section in their library that you don't need a library card. You can just walk in the library, you know, wave and say hi and then walk in and find the reference. You so, can't
0: take them home though. You can't, you can't take have to them leave home. Leave them there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you can do your work there and then go home. Uh, and the last place you can find is Bible software. Okay. So these are online programs that often have lots of commentaries or resources for studying the Bible that you can buy and purchase and so on. Mm-hmm. So probably the most popular one is, is Lagos Bible software or Accordance right here. Those two are pretty technical. For scholars, there's some free ones like Esword and Olive Tree, and so on. Um, but those are online. You can buy more commentaries. There, I mean, it's the the benefit of Bible software is that, like, this is a big book, yeah, and so it's hard to lug around. Where you can have mm-hmm. it all like on your phone uh, with sure. through these uh, software options
0: yeah but I think for a lot of our audience who is just starting out with commentaries or not like scholars of one book, like if I buy this book, it's only three books of the Bible or right. like if I'm reading, I'm like reading all over the place. So some of the online options might just be best to start just mm-hmm. to like start exploring, see which kinds you like, which kinds you don't, um just like do you even want to read out of commentaries like' where regularly, I guess,
1: yeah, that kind that's of right thing. I think a study Bible is. I think, where most people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, what they need, right? And that's those... like, especially for um, atlases or, you know, place names, people or mm-hmm. so on. It's going to give you the most important information. But if you're like a Sunday school teacher or mm-hmm. whatever, or are confused about a chapter or something, yeah. that's where commentaries will come in handy. Awesome. All right. Final exhortation and warning though. So there is a short clip of John Piper that I saw on a Bible art course um, where he warns you not to be a second-hander.
0: A second-hander commentary reader?
1: A second-hander of the Bible. Of the Bible. Okay. So it's easy to get fascinated with all these commentaries and so much information and stuff that you stop reading the Bible, Mm. right? Or you get more excited about what D. A. Carson says about the Bible than what the bible, what the says, bible says right bible. and so ideally commentaries are are supposed to help you build up your joy in the bible right mm-hmm. they're, they're pointing out cool things about the bible so that you get excited about the bible
0: mm.
1: right but sometimes we our excitement goes the other way we get excited about oh look at what all these scholars can do mm-hmm. and we get excited about their work and their details and their ideas right and We
0: forget to apply it so to our lives and or apply our lives to it and not be fascinated by what the Bible says. So just a warning there. Mm -hmm. Good warning. Don't read the commentaries, but read the Bible. Read the Bible. Awesome. Well, if you want to watch that video, click on it. It'll take you to the clip. It's a really good clip. I've watched it myself. So, (laughs) all right. Thanks for educating us on commentaries. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Bible Toolbox. All of the resources mentioned in this episode are posted on our website, thebibletoolbox.com there. You can also find out more information on how to give and support us. And we have loved all of the encouragement and feedback we've received from you. So thanks so much.